0: Welcome to the In the Cut Fantasy Sports Podcast with your hosts, John Fish and Ryan Venancio. What is up, everyone? Welcome into episode two of the In the Cut Fantasy Sports Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co host, Ryan Venancio. Ryan, how are you this evening? I'm um, great, man. We get to talk fantasy basketball. How are you? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good. I'm a little under the weather, so I apologize my voice is all messed up. But uh, yeah, we're we got to push through it. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to, to to talking fantasy basketball. We're gonna we're gonna before we get into the ADP and you know kind of some you know some things with that. Uh, just gonna kind of set the stage a little bit and talk a little bit about the the formats that we play. Um, this podcast will be. Mostly directed towards the NFBKC, which uh, which Ryan and I are going to be playing in uh, the the same formats. It's uh, the Roto Eight category format, so there's no turnovers. Um, draft champions is a twenty five round draft and hold, so there's no in season pickups. That is what we have going on uh, right now, and that's what the ADP is kind of. Uh, that's what's going to be based off. There's been five draft champions that are in the books already. So uh, the ADP is set on the site and you can actually go look at the at the ADP on the site as well, even if you have not uh, signed up for a, a team or anything yet. So uh, it's, we're going to mostly talk about the draft champions format uh, for, for this podcast, but we'll get in the main event down the line, which is a 16-round in with a $1,000 fab budget in season. Same with the Rotowire Online Championship. Um, these All three formats do have an overall component to it, so there's there's quite a bit of different strategy involved with the NFBKC um, format as opposed to playing on things like Yahoo or ESPN. Ryan, do you play on Yahoo or ESPN or anywhere else?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I'm... Um... I'm going to play a lot more fantasy basketball than I did last year. I only did um, four leagues. I did well. I won three out of four. And, um, you know, I'm I'm going to try to go higher volume like I did with baseball this year. So I'll probably do like three, four Yahoo, three, four ESPN. Um, Maybe do two, three draft champions, two OCs.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah,
1: try to get a nice variety this year.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be playing just strictly here. I I just the the, the multiple formats for me is just it's just not ideal.
1: <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> for Curtis Gastowich, I would do more KC leagues, but he's an yeah. every damn OC, and I don't want to deal with that.
0: That is one of the one of the issues with NFBKC. It's a lot of the a lot of the guys that play strictly fantasy basketball, and they're all elite. So <laughs> it is difficult uh, swimming in these waters, but that's uh, that's how I like to do it. So um, yeah, with the NFBKC format, though, like I said, it, it's a uh, eight categories. So there's no turnovers. So you're looking at uh, you know guys like Luka Doncic and James Harden. Like, that's huge for their value with uh, having no turnovers as a category. Also with NFBKC, um, the positional eligibility is is something you really have to pay attention to as well. There's just guards, forwards, and centers. So there's no point guard, no shooting guard, no small forward, no power forward. It's just guard, forward, center. And then all of the guards are only eligible at guards. So there's no guard forward eligible players, whereas there are some forward center eligible players. So. Uh, that's another thing that to keep in mind when you're when you're doing drafts over at the NFL BKC. you'll see and we'll kind of get into it a little bit later uh you'll see that, that the centers for... you, you'll see that when when you get into the like, uh, the centers like that's uh it thins out quickly so that's uh that's something you always gotta pay attention to especially in the early rounds So, Ryan, are you bringing any uh, any different strategy into this season as opposed to, you know, last year or a couple of, year, you know, previous seasons? Yeah. So one thing I'm
1: going to do that I didn't do last year is, so like you just said, we're um, guard, forward, center. And a lot of times you look at these projections and it compares all of their stats to the field. And what I want to do is compare all their stats to all those different positions. So I want to see, you know, what do Luca's threes look like compared to every other guard's threes? What do Jokic's blocks look at look at compared to every other center's blocks? Um, so I basically did like a little z-score, um, plus my projections, and that's how I kind of got my rankings. Um, so it's basically I use Basketball Monster for my for my projections. And then I again, I just compare all the stats to their position groups. And um, that's where I
0: get the rankings out of it. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to do things. I'm uh, for me, I'm just I need to for- focus more in on attacking forward and center earlier. Um, just because like I had mentioned, center is really thin out. And I, I think forwards really thin out too. I had a lot of success last year with picking up guards. You know, I was getting guys like Gary Trent late. I was picking up Cole Anthony. It's it just easier for me and in, in the way I draft to address guards later in the draft. Whereas forwards just, it was tough. It was really tough. In my main event I had like Dorian Finney-Smith was my number four forward. And I just struggled all season long trying to upgrade over him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you, like we said, um, you don't gain eligibility in season. Um, and I had remembered I didn't even know that. Like halfway through the year, when I did my KCOC. Uh, I forgot who I'd picked up. I believe it was the center for the Pelicans. Um, Jackson that was Hayes. a really good, yeah, Jackson. I think it was Jackson Hayes. I think he was forward eligible, but he's obviously a center. So I picked him up thinking he'd be a center, but he never gained center. Again, I might, I might not, I might be wrong about the player, but I think, I think it was Jackson Hayes.
0: Yeah, if you look at uh, like somebody like Evan Mobley this year is only eligible at forward, where you would think that he'd be forward center eligible, but he's not. He's just just eligible at forward, so he's not going to gain that eligibility all you know at all through the year. So he's just just going to be yeah. forward eligible, but he gets you like you know center type of stats, right? Like he's elite in blocks. So, you know, if you if you take somebody like Jokic at one, somebody like Evan Mobley would definitely be on my radar in the, in like the fourth round at that three, four turn. Um, yeah. Make and one thing, blocks. yeah, yeah, exactly. And one thing I actually forgot to mention with NFBKC is they do have third round reversal. So if you're picking at pick 12, you'll pick the last pick of round one, the first pick of round two and the first pick of round three, which is, it's just huge, right? And it's much needed because anybody who gets Jokic is obviously gonna be <laughs> off to an incredible start, right? I mean he's yeah. so much better than everybody else.
1: So yeah, what I was gonna say is on on basketball monster, the projections they have so they have Lamelo Ball as the number two player in our settings. Jokic is almost twice as good as Lamelo Ball. Like yes. that's how that's how valuable he is. You're basically getting like two players with the third. Like he puts up two players
0: worth of stats. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. He, he literally does everything well.
1: So the third round <laughs> reversal. It. I don't know if they do it just because of Jokic, but it makes sense to it makes sense to do when someone's that much better than everyone else.
0: Yeah, and no, no, they've done this for a few years. Um, as far okay. as I, as far as I know, so. It's uh, yeah. It's it's not just because they do it in but...
1: football as well. I I think it's only in yeah. baseball they don't do it.
0: Correct. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So let's get into the ADP just a little bit. Um, so like like we already said, like Jokic is the number one player. Is anybody else even on your radar at number one, or is it just just Jokic?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's Jokic. Again, if you don't take Jokic, you. Don't, don't even if you have the first pick, and you don't take it you don't bother checking your
0: team last year. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's just insane. And he's actually he's gone first in every draft, which which makes sense. I would be shocked if he ever uh lasted to pick two. But uh, yeah, so I mean, number, number two is Joel Embiid, who obviously came off an absolute massive season last year. Stayed healthy, which is which is key. But that's also, you know, still a question mark going to this year we um, look looking at uh, pick three uh, so far off the board is, is Trey young. That is uh, I question that heavily. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Uh, pick four is Kevin Durant. Obviously he's super elite in, in pretty much every category as well. We saw him actually load up on assists last year towards the end of the season, which was insane. Uh, pick five, Carl Towns, Anthony Towns. Um, this, this guy, I, I've always liked him. He's been, you know, his durability has been fantastic throughout his career Uh, center. I do have some question marks now with Rudy Gobert there. Um, I think we're going to see cat play more uh, like a stretch four, essentially, you know, a lot around the perimeter. I think we're going to see his rebounds go down, maybe his blocks as well, but I think he's still going to be super, super elite.
1: And another part about cat playing, more perimeter his his field goal though he's going to have more threes his field goal percentage is going to go down so he's going to take a lot less shots in the paint
0: Yep, yep, absolutely pick six is jason tatum uh obviously you know really really good season last year and I, i don't have any really anything else to say about that i mean he's he's just he's fantastic another guy who's super durable which always helps in these roto formats we love the per game stats but if you know if you if you're missing twenty thirty games a season, you know at the end of the day it, it roto categories it's just totals right so it's just totals at the end of the season so if you're missing a lot of games, obviously you're gonna get dinged for that yeah and you can't you can't
1: replace first round production second round production in fantasy basketball you you just can't you're not gonna pick up on the waiver wire of someone that does something that anyone in the top two rounds like even comes close to doing
0: yeah, completely agree. Pick seven, Giannis. Um, I think we know what the issue is with Giannis. It's the free throw percentage. He lives at the free throw line. Um, in an overall contest, you got to be good everywhere. And, it, you know, if he can, if he can, sh- you know, shoot at the clip he did this past season, I think it was around 72%. Like, that's pretty solid. But we've seen him down in the 60s as well. So just not sure what you're going to get uh, from the free throw line. But obviously, he's super elite everywhere else. Uh, Pick eight is your guy, Luka Doncic. Uh, He's obviously super elite in points, threes, rebounds, assists. Um, The rebounds for a guard is like phenomenal. Uh, But you you see some some slight struggles at the free throw line. Um, You'd like to see him get to about 80%, but he's been kind of just around 75% the last couple seasons. So he's another guy that lives at the free throw line. So if he's not gonna get you around 80 percent. it's it's a little bit of a, a, a downfall uh for that category in the roto format
1: and that's the one thing about percentages you have to really pay attention to is volume um like before we started we talked about Jakob total he's horrible in free throw percentage but he only takes like two or three a game luca and giannis take tons of free throw percentage so their percentage is going to look really close to your overall team percentage Cause they're going to take almost the majority of the free throws that your entire team takes.
0: Yeah. It's just super tough to, to make that up in the, you know, rounds, even in the second round, like there's just a lot of guys that just don't really good free throw percentages, but I mean, just the volume isn't quite there, but you know, it, it takes more than just one guy to make up that volume. Right. I mean, it's two, three guys and you got to hit it. You know, they got to, they all got to shoot elite percent you can't really take another bad free throw shooter if you take those guys in the first round
1: you'd almost have to um, pair them with like Kevin Durant and you can't do that so
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah um pick nine Steph Curry uh we think I think everybody in, in the world knows what he's about um he's gonna carry you in threes missed a, a decent amount of the season last year and still led the league in threes um he's ridiculously good I think nine is a little bit of a uh, discount. Um, personally, he was going second or third in a lot of leagues last year. He did struggle for a small portion in the season last year, but obviously we saw him bounce back, and they went on to win the title. So I don't have any issues with with Steph Curry with where he's going. I think it's a fine pick. What do you think?
1: Uh, I actually wouldn't take him this high. Um, I think he's going to get a decent amount of rest, um, whether it's back-to-back or – you know, they're resting for a little bit just because he had, you know, he's getting up there in age and uh, they just had a long season, you know, playing 82 and then going all four rounds of the playoffs. And his still goal percentage is a little low. Um, of course, he's amazing in threes and scoring, but he's not like the 30, 30, uh, 30, 32 points per game. He used to be. I know that one year he had, he averaged like 32 points and like five threes per game. He's not going to do that anymore. Um, and the Warriors are a more complete team, so he's not really like carrying them anymore. They they have Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson's back, and Draymond, and they have um, a couple of young centers. <clears throat> um, it's not like it was like before Durant got there, where he's taking all the majority of the shots. It's more of like uh, an offense that kind of just flows. It doesn't necessarily just go through him all the time
0: yeah that's that's definitely true i just like the i mean he contributed some steals 1.3 a game last year 1.2 the year before he's always been one or higher every single season of his career obviously lead at the free throw line doesn't didn't quite get to the free throw line as much as he did a couple years ago um he went from 6.3 attempts a couple years ago to 4.7 which is it's a it's a decent amount and obviously he's, he's gonna carry a little bit there but um yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I think we're he's on the on the downswing of his career, but I still think he's elite, and I um, I still think he's he's worth the pick there. Although yes. I will say this, I, I would take the next guy um, in the ADP. I would take him before Curry, and that's James Harden. Uh, I think Harden is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know he had a down season last year. Everybody thinks. But if you look at what he still did last year, it was, it was really just the points, right? Just the, the points kind of, um, you know, kind of fell off a little bit. And I think that's because he just, he, you know, he's not taking 20 to 25 shots a game like he did, you know, for that stretch in Houston. You know, he was taking 15 game last year. But his free throw percent is what carries him uh, in that category 87.7% last year on 8.2 attempts like that is a that's a phenomenal number you're going to get you're still going to get 20 plus points a game out of him you're still going to get um, double digit assists out of him he's good in steals 1.3 a game last year he did contribute 2.33s a game and he's another one of those guards that uh, will get you solid rebounding numbers he's uh, at 7.7 a game last year what do you think yeah. about Harden
1: yeah, Harden might be the steal of the draft if you're getting him there because he could easily be a top three player, um, maybe even top two. Like we could be talking about at the end of the year just being behind only Jokic. Um, like you Absolutely. said, uh, I mean, he's a free throw percentage anchor. He takes so many and he's he's going to shoot like 85 to 90%. Um, his field goal percentage isn't great, but it's definitely not going to kill you. Hopefully he's around 45% and the steals, assists, rebounds, threes, and points are just all off the charts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would – yeah, he's uh, he's definitely in my top five, um, so I think he's, def- he's going at a, an incredible price right now. Uh, we'll wrap up the first uh, – just the first round. I'm not going to go through the whole second round and stuff, but, yeah, LaMelo Ball at 11, I, another guy that I absolutely love this season. Um, Charlotte was a – Uh, fantasy like monster team last year. Uh, They were just phenomenal. Terry Rozier continues to produce at a really, really good rate. And then you saw Miles Bridges have a breakout season. And with Miles Bridges, I would think, out of the picture with uh, his legal issues this year, I think there's just going to be more usage all around. So uh, LaMelo Ball is definitely uh, a target of mine in the first round. What do you think?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Same thing as Harden. I think LaMelo ball could be a top five player and he's getting taken like outside of the top 10. Um, two big things about LaMelo. What you mentioned already miles bridges is probably not going to play. We could safely assume he's not going to play. And, um, another thing is that I had LaMelo last year in the OC, um, the one OC that I did, he, so I I was following like, you know, I followed a season really closely. He would get benched. Um, pretty early in the first quarter and he wouldn't come back until like mid through the second in the first couple months of the season that you could tell they were like they didn't want him to play a ton of minutes last year maybe because I don't know what did they make the playing game last year or just outside the
0: um yeah yeah I, th- I think it was the playing game that I think they got beat by I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not relevant, yeah. but maybe because they didn't think they were going to be great, so they didn't want to like run him into the ground. So I think what he did last year, and then you factor in the growth because he's 21 years old, he could obviously be much better. Um, right. he, could, he could have monster, monster numbers just because I think he's going to play way more minutes per game than he did last year.
0: Yeah, and he's another guy that um, is elite in steals, 1.6 a game last year. Threes jumped from 1.8 to 2.9 last year. That's amazing. His free throw percent jumped from 75.8 to 87.2. You don't usually see that kind of a jump in free throw percent, but uh, yeah, he did that last year. He was uh, hit the 20-point-per-game mark. He's going to be really good in assists, 7.6 a game last year. This is definitely a, a huge target. The field goal percentage is still just a little bit concerning, but when you take a guard, and, like, I, I don't really get too concerned about the field goal percent, um, you know, I don't want to take, uh, you know, somebody's going to shoot the, you know, 38%, 39%. The West like means, the West. Yeah, yeah, or Fred Van Vliet. Like, that's, you know, that's what keeps him, like, you know, from being, you know, going higher in drafts. But, yeah, like, you know, the field goal percent, it's it's not good, but it's um, it's it's not a backbreaker. Um, when, when, and, again, when you look at, and... No, yeah, go no. go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know, you're going to fill out your roster with forwards and centers as well. So you can still easily uh, address the field good percent throughout the rest of the draft.
1: And again, he was a 20-year-old that put up a 27-7, and basically, with one and a half steals and 3-3. Three it's like, that's going to be far from the best season of his career, right? Like, he's yeah. obviously only going to get better. Um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's not, it's not like, you know, baseball is kind of different where you don't really know when someone's going to break out. But in basketball, usually when you look at the great players from like 19 to 23, they just get like better and better and better and better. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I, I would think like getting Lamelo here at 11 is going to be the cheapest he'll be in the next three, four years.
0: For sure. Yep, absolutely. Rounding out the first round, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, you know, missed a huge chunk of the season last year. Um, appears to be healthy and on track and ready to go for this season. Um, it's Damian Lillard's probably somebody I'm not gonna have any shares of. I'm just gonna, just gonna come out and say it. Um I just I like other guys that uh right around there. I like Tyrese Halliburton a little bit better than him. Um, uh, you know, I I I like I like Anthony Davis. I know some people get nervous about him with the injuries and all that stuff, and, and that makes total sense, but Anthony Davis is one of the only players that goes in the second round that has the potential to finish in like the top three, in my opinion. But uh yeah, what do you think about Dame? I like Dame, but
1: um, my issue is I get why you, wouldn't, you don't want to draft him. Um, he actually didn't even play well last year, aside from the fact that he was hurt. He was not playing well before he got hurt. Again, he might have been dealing with the injury all year, but he wasn't shooting well. He wasn't putting up first-round production like he normally does. Um, I like him if I have pick 12. The only issue is that um, I have a list of, like, the top – 10 and they're so much better than him. So, like, settling for Dame at 11 or 12 kind of stinks. Um, yeah. I because agree. you're getting a player that's so much worse than the top 10 or 11.
0: Yeah. You know, like you said, he, he he did not play well last year um, when he was playing. He only played 29 games, but, you know, he, we saw his points go down to 24 a game where, you know, he was up 30, 28, you know, the last couple seasons before that. So he just wasn't, uh, you know, his free throw attempts went down. Yeah, he shot uh, very poorly, 40.2%. That was a career low. He's going to be better than that, right? Like, he, he's too good to have, you know, put up those kind of numbers again. I don't think he's quite, you know, he's de- I mean, he's probably definitely on the downswing of his career, but he's not, I don't think he's fallen off yet. So I think he's, I think he'll be fine. Um, it's just, I would just rather go somewhere else. So any uh, – just looking at the, you know, first couple rounds or so, is there anybody that, uh, that you see that is going to be like a, a, a huge target for you? Like you, you love that, you love where they're going?
1: Yeah, so one, I know you're not going to like it, but um, Kyrie Irving for me I think is going to be a pretty big second-round target if I'm able to get him in like the middle of, uh, middle of the second where he's going right now. His ADP is 21 in early drafts, I believe. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just an absolute stud across the board in percentages, in threes, in scoring. Um, Obviously, you know, he has huge question marks. He didn't play last year because of vaccination status. And on top of that, he's a high injury risk. So um, just for example, let's say I had the sixth or seventh pick and I got Kevin Durant. I would not pair Kevin Durant with Kyrie Irving. Right. They're getting you're getting two pretty high risk injury guys. Um I would pair Kyrie with like Towns or Tatum or Halliburton, you know, like something like that. A a guy that you know is going to play a lot of games that you can rely on. Um, Obviously, you don't want to pair Kyrie with Anthony Davis. Like that, that would be that could be a potential nightmare. So you have yeah. to you have to be aware of who you're drafting with Kyrie. But if I feel really good about my first round pick, if I get like Harden, and Kyrie falls to me with my second pick, I I don't know how I could pass up on him. Just again, just because his numbers are so good. Um on a per game basis and his percentage, the other thing, is percentages are so elite for a guard Um, really makes me want to take him.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, He, he's not necessarily a target for me, but obviously he is super elite when he's, when he's playing, but yeah, I just think he's a little bit too, too much of a head case for me. I, I can see him just not showing up one day (laughs) and never coming back to the NBA. Right. Like just not, I'm done. I'm going to go do something else. So, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, if he when he plays, yeah, I agree. You know, Towns, uh, Tatum, Giannis, I think is a terrific uh, pairing with yeah. him because, you know, yeah. Ky- Kyrie does get to the free throw line at a decent clip, and, you know, he will bring that, uh, you know, help you out with that free throw percentage category if you took somebody like Giannis. So it makes a ton of sense. I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, for me, it's it's got to be Harden. Um, like I said, I think he's top five. I think he's top five. I, I I would be willing to take him at probably th- three. I Jokic one. I'd probably go Embiid two, and then I, I it's between Harden and Durant for me at uh, at three. But uh, yeah, at, at pick 10 is is an insane insane value in in my eyes. Anybody yeah, in the? I, fr- oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say obviously. For setting KDS, and again, we could have this in a separate discussion, but when setting KDS, I would want one, and then I would want like nine or ten to get Harden and then pair him with whoever just falls to me in the second. Um, it's because, like again, those group of guys, like the top eight, nine, ten or so, are so close, I would just say just give me Harden at the discount, and then I'll just take whoever falls to me.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I I love drafting at the back end. Um, obviously, but I, don't, one, I don't want I, eleven
1: or twelve. <laughs> That's the problem.
0: You don't want eleven or twelve.
1: Oh um, no, I don't want twelve. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I think it's pretty... just
1: because I think there's such a like we see a big gap between eleven and twelve.
0: Yeah, like that that. Drop from Lamella Ball to to Dame in my opinion is pr- pretty significant. I I do agree there. Um, anybody in the first couple rounds you're fading at their at their current price? Yes,
1: yeah, so there's a few players I know. I know you love Anthony Davis, but um, because like, I, I was saying how much I love Kyrie, I just can't I can't trust Anthony Davis. I don't know if to be if it's because i've drafted him before so many times and i feel like i've gotten him on his down years where he doesn't stay healthy at all um and i get why you like him so much like the blocks are ridiculous scoring and there's obviously the upside that he returns like top four or five value like Harden. but um man it's just hard for me to get on board with someone that injury prone um yeah, I definitely,
0: I I definitely get it. it. Great. Yeah, I definitely get it. Um, I just, yeah, I I I really like Anthony Davis because if you look at it, like kind of like how we mentioned, if you draft it at the back end, it's just a lot of guards right there. So let's say you get Lamelo Ball, um, I I love taking Anthony Davis to pair with Lamelo Ball in the second round because on third round reversal, I have two guys that um in the the third round that i'm really targeting i in my opinion they should be second round guys uh pascal siakam and cade cunningham i think those guys should be going in the second round but right now they're going in the early third so i i kind of need to i feel like i need to lock in a center right because if i go with a guard if i go Lamelo ball let's say i go with a, a, a second guard in the in the second round well now i'm going either a third guard with cunningham or a forward with pascal and now i don't have any centers and now an you don't draft again until the end of the fourth round, and it can work. It's just not something I would that I that I want to do. I just I want to get that you know that first center, get an elite center, get it out of the way, um, and then and then kind of move on with the draft. But uh, yeah, for me, for a fade in the first couple of rounds, it's going to be Trey Young. Uh, I wouldn't even no consideration at all at pick three where he's going. None. <laughs> Um he was incredible last year, don't get me wrong, he was f- fantastic. Uh now we got DeJounte Murray there, and I'm just something's gotta give, right? They're not gonna both be as elite as they were last year, play you know, playing on separate separate teams. Now they're together, like their assist totals. I don't think anybody in the history of the NBA's had two people that had you know, what average of the same, if they if they hit the same assist totals as last year, I don't think that's ever happened on the same team. Um, so something's got to give. And, you know, his field goal percentage was fantastic last year, but I think it was kind of just, uh, just, uh, I don't know. I think it was just an elite year, right? And I think he's going to kind of come back down to his, closer to his career norm there. Doesn't get rebounds. Um, I, he obviously doesn't get blocks. His field goal percentage, like I said, is not going to be as good. So there's just there's too many categories where I'm just not. Uh, it's just too high of a pick for me. I think for me, he's more, you know, going. He should be going down in the range of, like Dame. He should be going down there.
1: No, I I totally agree with you. And um, the one thing that I, not many people are talking about, I don't think, is that uh, getting DeJounte – I think means they're going to change the entire offense. You know, if you watch the Hawks, it's literally just Trey dribbling and throwing to someone who's open or Trey going to the basket and alley-ooping to Capella or shooting a lap. Like, they got Dejante, so they're a less predictable offense. You know, they're both going to ball handle and take the ball up. Trey's usage is going to go down so much. Yep, um, absolutely. So even though he might still be really good, there's just no way he scores as much or assists as much as he did last year just because, like, they got Murray for a race they didn't just get him for defense. They got him because it's a second ball handler and their offense is going to be a lot less predictable than it was last year.
0: Exactly. And he, he's already a negative in rebounds. He's a negative in blocks. Uh, like I said, the field goal percentage is going to come down. But another thing, you know, for a guard, he's sub one steals, right? And, three, you know, three of his – first four years in the league he's been sub one in steals and that's you know that's just another knock on him um so yeah that uh pick three is just way too high so i'm, I'm way out at that cost
1: yeah um, another guy i'm out on is going to be paul george um it just seems like the adp isn't baking in uh kawai leonard coming back and even though i probably won't be drafting much Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, Paul George isn't gonna have the team to himself like he did for the portion he was healthy last year. Right. On top of that, he is always injured.
0: Yeah. Um, another another injury prone player.
1: Yeah, so you're taking him his ADP is nineteen. So you're taking your second round player who's gonna see a drop off in production on a per game basis that he had last year. On top of being really injury prone, I just I can't do it. I'm not even close to having him uh where he's being drafted.
0: Yeah, I had a a couple places last year just because you know with quiet out that, that usage was gonna be insane. And and it was, but of course he got hurt. So doesn't he missed, matter if your usage he is high if you're games. always hurt. Yeah, and it was like a like a baseball injury, basically, right? Wasn't it like a
1: he hurt his elbow he hurt his elbow, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. What a weird injury, but that's what happens when you're injury prone, right? Like these, these things just happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else from the first, uh, first couple of rounds that you're seeing? I was, I was really, um, before I entered, I've done three draft champions drafts now. And before I entered the first one, I was really excited to get the draft going. Cause I, I just, all I want to do is I wanted to see where somebody like Darius Garland was going to go, where somebody like uh, Dejounte Murray was going to go. Because I was all over Murray last year. He's my biggest target. I got him, you know, I was getting him everywhere in the fourth round. My main event, I jumped it. I took him the to third because I just, I didn't want to risk losing him. Um, and he's going to be somebody that I'm probably out on. Just kind of the same reasons that we talked about Trey Young. Like he's, uh, the usage is just going to go down. And you know, the thing about DeJounte is his steal is he's super elite in steals. Um, and I think that will continue. But, yeah, I think we're going to see the, the assist numbers come down um, and obviously the usage. So he's probably another one that I'm going to be out on in the second round.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with Murray, um, you know, I don't really see him uh, doing anything close to what he did last year. Um, I'm surprised ADP has didn't um, – bake that in because obviously the trade happened way before you know you did all the dc drafts and um yeah even though murray was probably a top 10 player last year i'm surprised to see him go around 22 um there's just no way he comes even close to what he did last year
0: yeah i yeah i don't i don't think so either and and he has to basically do you know pretty close to what he did last year to earn that draft cost so yeah, there's just much much rather uh, take other guys around there. That's kind of why I like Cade Cunningham so much. I think his his usage is going to be sky high. He was uh, awesome after the All Star break last year, um, as he kind of got used to you know the NBA, you know, style of play and you know just getting more accustomed to to, to the surroundings of being in the NBA. So I think you're going to see a huge second year jump from Cade Cunningham.
1: Yeah, I love that call. Um, I was looking at his numbers on a per month basis and 14 games in March. He averaged a 23, six, and seven on a, on 48% shooting from the field and 83% shooting from the free throw line. Um, and again, similar to a mellow ball, he's, he's literally a kid and he's already this good. So you have to project like he's like a superstar trajectory. Even though he shot forty-two yep. percent from the field last year, that'll probably go up. His three-point percentage will probably go up. Um, you know, he he almost aver- he averages point seven blocks per game too, which is really good for a guard.
0: Um, yeah, it's amazing. His, defen-
1: his defensive numbers are great. He's going to score. He's going to have rebounds, and th- like, you c- you almost couldn't have a better third-round pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying about Anthony Davis. That's why I like to lock in um the center you know maybe it's not anthony davis maybe i go bam out of who i also like um you know getting a the center there though is just in the second because i do want to get I, I don't want to pass on Cade cunningham to take rudy gobert you know what i mean like that's just that's insane to me um and i don't want to have to do that just because i need to get a center right i want to get the center earlier and get it out of the way then i can take my my guy Cade. um and like i said earlier as well i really like pascal siakam uh i want i want to get forwards early right i want to get uh that's my strategy for this year is forwards and centers get them earlier build that depth uh, uh, in, th- in those positions earlier so that i can you know hammer the guards later and uh yeah pascal siakam to me i actually took him in the second round in uh my second draft champions draft so yeah what do you think about pascal
1: yeah, Pascal's a beast. He's definitely worth uh, drafting that high. Um, you know, the Raptors are a solid team. Um, it's going to be a ton of scoring with rebounds. Um, he even averages uh, – is that on the right player? Sorry, I'm like looking at my projections as well. Um, yeah, he averages five – is that right? I'm sorry. You ever, you ever just five assists per game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his assists are really good for um, a big man. And I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Is he forward or center in in N.F.P.C.? Forward. Forward. He's a forward. Okay. Yeah. So I was gonna say. So the two guys I was looking at there, um, Sayacum, and then um like we said, you want to get the forwards and centers like in the earlier rounds. Um, Another guy we haven't talked about yet that we both really like is Alperen Sangun, um, mm-hmm. who, again, I'm sorry. I have to check if he's a forward or a center. He's another in-between guy. Yeah, he's a uh,
0: he's, uh, center. He's a center. He's a center, yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Because, yeah, if you look at the board, um, the drop – so, like, the top centers get taken, and there's this massive drop-off. Um, and kind of the same thing with forwards, not – not as much but still you have to you have to play that balance of wanting to get one of the elite guards and still getting forwards and centers that are good enough so you're not like falling behind um so if you do go guard heavy guys like Siakam and Sengun are great targets in the middle rounds
0: yeah absolutely um again like I was saying like if you're drafting at the back end um Sengun has got to be a target for you at the end of the fourth, uh, in my opinion. Like his 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 usage, his minutes, everything is going to go up. He's really the only center in town there in Houston, I believe. I mean, obviously they probably have some backup, but um, yeah, with Christian Wood out of the way now, Sengun's going to get all the run he can handle. That Rockets team is going to be exciting. Um, you know, we were kind of talking beforehand about a, a lot of them are undervalued. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. Sengun. Porter, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, the rookie, are all undervalued. And Sengun, um, another guy, he's nineteen years old last year. And here, uh, here, this is what I was trying to pull up. His per thirty six last year was seventeen points, nine and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks, one three a game. Per thirty six, like those are insane numbers. If he gives you anything close to that, you're like going backflips with your fourth round pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna get. I mean, he's gonna get all the run that he can handle. I mean, yeah, I think he's gonna be north of thirty minutes a game. Um, yeah, their their backup center is uh, Boban. <laughs> so there is I mean,
1: zero competition. They're gonna uh, they're gonna let the young kids play as much as they could possibly handle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is awesome. I love that guy. But, you know, he's not going to get more than 20 minutes and you know, a run. So, uh, yeah, Sangoon is going to be I, – I, I'm actually disappointed in myself. I don't have any shares of him yet, but he's uh, he's definitely a target, and I will have at least one share before all is said and done in the draft season. Um, so what do you think about, uh, you know, we kind of touched on earlier, but, like, Kawhi Leonard being back um, – is he, is he somebody you're targeting or are you a little concerned still about uh you know some some the uh, you know the playing time and sitting back to backs and stuff like that
1: yeah i, I can't imagine he plays back to backs i really I, I i just don't see that happening and um sorry i have it in front of me how many back to backs the clippers have this year they have 15 So you can basically bake in 15 missed games for Kawhi on top of the fact that he's really injury prone, just like Paul George. So even though his ADP isn't ridiculous, it's, um, where is his ADP? It's 34. I think think that's just a little too high for me, and it's not baking in the games he's going to miss.
0: Yeah, there's no chance I'm I'm gonna have any shares of Kawhi this year. Uh, I mean, obviously he's in ridiculously elite when he does play, but yeah, you're already you know scheduling you know ten to fifteen missed games to start the season. Like, no thanks. Like. No, this is a, uh, maybe the daily league, like if you're doing daily league, I would, I would be fine with it. But I mean, you got to set your lineups weekly um, or like bi-weekly. They do uh, at another thing I forgot to mention at the beginning, um, you set your lineup Monday through Thursday, and then you can uh, set your lineup again Friday through Sunday. And, you know, if they have four games scheduled in the first, you know, or the, like to back-to-backs, like you're going to have, you can't, you can't work your way around it, you know, like, you're just going to have him in your lineup and he's going to be out of the, out of out of the game. And that's just incredibly frustrating. It's just something I don't want to deal with. Uh, so I will, I will definitely not have any shares of Kawhi Leonard this year. Um, Anthony Edwards, we saw him break out in a big way last year. Um, he's a guy that I think can be one of those guys that gives you, first or second round value, and we're seeing him go at 27 uh, off the board. So he's going in the third round, and obviously that's, you know, I kind of mentioned before I like Cade and Pascal Siakam there, but it's just so loaded in that third round. Like, if you know, if Cade and Pascal go, I'll be disappointed, but then I'll be like, oh, okay, fine, I got Anthony Edwards, you know. So it's – what do you think about Anthony Edwards this year?
1: Yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I want to have a forward in the first round and then take like Anthony Edwards and Kate Cunningham in the second, and third round, just because these are like potential first round players next year that you're getting at a two round discount. And again, similar to, you know, we talked about Cade and LaMelo, like super young players aren't as, you know, I don't want to assume some of our listeners are baseball and basketball players. The majority are probably going to be only basketball players, but in mm-hmm. baseball, 19, 20 year old players, you really don't want to draft just because it takes so long to adjust to MLB. Um, in the NBA, it's not really like that. Usually rookies will be bad for, you know, maybe like 8, 10, 12 games while they get used to the NBA. But these mm-hmm. kids are such freaks in nature, like, and they're so much better than the majority of the league that it really doesn't take that long for them to be as good as, you know, they can be. Like we saw with Cade, he struggled a bit last year, but. for the majority of the time he gave you tremendous value um so a guy like anthony edwards he's 21 years old and what he just did last year um you know scoring that much i think he had a 48 point game the second to last game of the season like this guy has tremendous tremendous scoring upside with good percentages um so getting someone like him in the second or third round to pair pair with cade really makes me want to take a forward in the first to try to get both those guys, um, you know, trying to have three first round talents potentially.
0: Yeah. And uh, we saw, I mean, we saw an improvement across the board, but um, in, you know, I've already kind of mentioned it a lot uh, like steals. Um, it's something I've I really pay attention to closely because it's just tough to, it's tough to, pick somebody up you know off you know off the waiver that is elite in steals but you know doesn't um it's kind of like stolen bases in baseball like you could yep. probably find somebody just like stolen bases in baseball but they're killing you in other categories and so I want to get my steals with good players and mm-hmm. um we saw him go 1.5 a game last year in steals and that is phenomenal uh to go along with everything else that he does so I think um I think Anthony Edwards is blossoming into one of the bigger stars in the NBA, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I do have one concern about him though. Um, with the addition of Rudy Gobert, there's going to be less room for him to operate in the inside because Gobert is just going to be kind of in there clogging the lane. Um, so I'm, you know, I'll see how how he adjusts that, but he's so elite with threes. Like the you know the the defense has to honor all the way out there. And he's, uh he's so athletic that, you know, he can basically get his, get his shot whenever he wants it. He is a crazy,
1: crazy athlete. I don't know if you've watched him play a lot, but um, I mean, he just does some things you don't see. It's like, isn't norm, even though NBA players are ridiculous, ridiculous athletes, he even does some shit I've never seen before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's amazing. Um, anybody else you saw in those in the you know the ADP that that stood out to you?
1: Um, so the one we haven't touched on yet is Cole Anthony. Um, I know the Magic are bad, even though they should be getting better this year. They get um, Paulo Isaac should be back, Markel Fultz. We should get more of him. Um, but you got to remember Cole Anthony is most likely going to be coming off the bench. They have Jalen Suggs who they took very high uh, last year that got a lot of run. And you know, Markel Fultz is going to be their starting point guard. So Cole Anthony is basically a third guard on a bad team. I know his ADP isn't like super high, but I can't, I mean, his min is 89. I I can't come even close to taking him there.
0: Yeah, his usage is going to is gonna fall as well, right? Full full season of Fultz, hopefully. Um, and then, yeah, Paolo there now is going to uh, use up a lot of that usage. So, yeah, he's probably going to be a fade for me as well. Um, would you ever – I don't think I would ever do this, um, but would you ever take Fultz and Cole Anthony – Um, because obviously obviously if one of those guys gets hurt, the other one's going to get a huge bump in usage in minutes. Would you ever do that?
1: I would think about it if Cole wasn't going so early. But Cole's actually going ahead of Fultz. Um, So I would basically have to take Cole and Fultz in consecutive rounds. Again, maybe if Cole was going where he should be going, I would consider that, but I, I I think he's going way too high.
0: Yeah, and you, you gotta remember with Cole Anthony, um, his field goal percentage is horrendous. Uh sub forty percent bull season so far. So And you gotta yeah, look at if
1: you look uh, at his numbers after the first month of the season, too, because he was red hot. He probably shot close to under forty percent um, after the first month of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's a big drag on the field goal percentage category for for him.
1: I'm taking him so he goes around 120, right? So that's about the 10th round. Yep. Um so I believe he'd likely be a starter for you. Correct?
0: Yeah, it's probably uh, in the in the flex maybe. Yeah, I can't. So you're you're really relying on him, and yeah, Andy's, I can't do that either.
1: He might be he might be coming off the bench. I don't know how you could start someone that might be coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm. Uh, yeah, that's a, he's another guy that I don't have any shares of yet, and he's probably not um, going to be on my radar going forward unless uh, unless we see some injuries in in preseason or something like that.
1: Uh, one other player I wanted to touch on that's going way through, I know you don't like him. Uh, it's Russell Westbrook. Um, I know it's kind of a layup why we don't like him, but why are you so off of Russell Westbrook?
0: He just, he's, first of all, I mean, I, I, I love his, his work ethic. I mean, I think he gives a hundred percent every single game. Right. I don't think that's uh that's much of a question. Um, I used to – obviously, I used to like him a lot, right? You know, <laughs> in his OKC days when he's getting triple-doubles every game, he was super elite in steals, um, and he was super elite at free throw percent, right? I don't know what has happened. Um, three of the last four years, he shot 65 66% from the free throw line. I, I, I don't understand that because he his first, like, eight years in the league were all, like, 80%. Are above. I think one, uh, one season he had 78%, but yeah, he's all 80% or above for like the majority of his time in okay. and then all of a sudden it just fell off the map and he's, he's not, he gets one steal a game. Now he used to be in the, you know, the twos and the mid, mid, mid to high ones. And yeah, he's just, he doesn't contribute in threes. He should never even shoot a three to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> But, but he does, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's it, just somebody that I'm not interested in. He's going to get you good rebounds and good assists. Uh, we know that. Uh, but even those are, are way down, you know, from his career norms. Um, he's definitely on the back end of his career. I don't know where he's going to play. There's just a lot of question marks with him. And it, just, he's just somebody that I'm not interested in. <laughs>
1: Yeah, another reason why um, I'd be fading him too is I don't think we know he's gonna play as much as he did last year, um, and take the shots he did last year. So LeBron missed um, a lot of the season, and Westbrook, F, uh, you know, got the benefits of that. Uh, they added Kendrick Nunn, who isn't a star, not a great player, but I could see Nunn, you know taking away some minutes from Westbrook. Uh Nunn had some pretty solid stretches last year uh on Miami. And the kid Austin Reeves they have is a really good defender. You know, uh, they don't like the way they have their team with just LeBron and Davis, you know, that's just run the offense around them. They don't really need a Westbrook there. Like he no. just fit, he fits so poorly on that team. They need yeah. like a, they need a Nun who could shoot threes. Or they need a Reeves who can play defense. They don't need like a point. LeBron's the point guard.
0: They don't need someone they need, like
1: Westbrook who can't shoot or
0: defend. Exactly. They need to make that trade and get Buddy Healed and Miles Turner, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's should be an absolute no-brainer. Uh, get Westbrook out of there, get get some shooters. Like LeBron, you need to surround LeBron with shooters. It's 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 common sense, right? And for whatever reason when they traded for Russell Westbrook I'm like this is the dumbest trade in the history of the NBA. I mean they just literally ruined any chance for their team. And then yeah, we saw it. No we, they sense. didn't make the playoffs, you know, Davis gets hurt. Uh, you know LeBron was insane last year. It's it's beyond ridiculous how good he still is. Yeah. Um so yeah, they need to they need to surround LeBron with shooters and obviously Russell Westbrook is <laughs> The opposite of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and his ADP is eighty-six. Uh, I have I have him ranked one hundred and sixty on my sheet, um, so I, I would never, uh, I wouldn't even consider drafting him. Yeah,
0: no, he's he's a definite fade for me too. Yeah, but like what he does, like assists, you know, I generally have that already. I've already addressed that early in the drafts, like with my draft style. So yeah. he's just somebody that I I don't need. Um, I guess if you're if you're behind on assists and you you know you want to take a shot with him, I guess it it kind of makes sense. But um, he's just yeah. going to
1: murder your percentages.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And he could easily shoot lower than forty four percent.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: With, with the horrible shots he takes, and he's going to be relegated to if Davis and LeBron are healthy. He's going to be relegated to like an outside role, so he's only going to take more threes even though he shouldn't. So exactly, I think his season's exactly. going to go one or two ways. He's either going to shoot a ton from the outside and be terrible, or he's not going to play because he's murdering them.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. Anyone else on the on the board?
1: No, I think we touched on a lot. Um, I think we can wrap it up there
0: okay yeah we went, went through
1: first couple of rounds went through some you know fades later in the draft
0: yeah yeah we'll uh we'll look into um you know like some of the drafts that I did uh we can look into that next time and uh maybe maybe break down like you know by by position uh the next next over the next couple episodes um we're probably going to be ba- uh basketball for the next few um Unless, uh, you know, our baseball draft fires back up, we decide to do another few rounds, uh, we can touch on that again. But another I think we're we'll probably time. looking at basketball over the next, you know, month or so.
1: Yeah, probably next three, four episodes will be basketball. And um, when the baseball season's over, that's generally when we get to drafting baseball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> never, exactly. Never ending. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, that should wrap up episode two. Um, yeah. Uh, Till next time, we will see everybody later. Thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the In the Cut Fantasy Sports podcast. Ryan and I really appreciate the sport. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Pile of Dial. Ryan is at Ven underscore Armbarn. In the words of the great Poosh Heisty, it ain't no way they can win a war with us. Hey